Have you ever had that coworker who's just really difficult to work with? Or maybe there's another leader who seems to have a completely different personality to you. Or maybe you're just moving into a new leadership role and you're eager to build your network and establish strong peer relationships. If any of those are true about you, today's episode is for you. We're going to talk about one of the most overlooked but critical relationships for you to build as a leader, the relationship with your peers. I'm Terry Schmidt, founder of Stronger to Serve Coaching and Team Building, where we believe that leadership is about courageously using your strengths to make a way for others to courageously use theirs. And this is the Strong Leaders Serve podcast. Now, there were three recent experiences that made me reflect on the topic of building relationships with your peers. First, I had a frustrating trip to get our car serviced recently. The frustration came from the very evident fact that the two teams that needed to collaborate to get my car fixed didn't have an effective way for sharing information with each other. Second, I was talking to a coaching client about how she kind of felt in the middle between two other leaders who had very different personalities, but who had to work on a project together. It was as if they had very different definitions of success for the project, and their different aims were causing friction and frustration. And then third, building trust is one of the skills that we focus on in our Learn by Doing Good team building experiences. So just like other recent episodes, I wanted to give you a taste of that content. So let's start with two whys. Why is it important to build relationships with your peers? And why is it so easy to deprioritize it? So with the first one, why is it important? Well, we've talked about this on past episodes, but it can be so helpful, especially as a new leader or a leader in a new position to have a network of support. And your greatest network of support can be those other leaders who are in a similar position as you are because they're going through the same thing many times that you are. They may be having the same struggles translating the vision of their leader into the execution of your team. Or they may have the same struggles about knowing how to share some difficult news that they've gotten from their leader with their team. There's nothing quite like having someone who's going through the same experience that you are to have a conversation with to just test out some ideas that you may have in your mind before actually moving to execution on them. The second reason, it's critical that you work with your peers to get work done. For organizations to function, you need a closely interconnected network of different teams. And third, without a close relationship with your peers, Information flow is limited, resulting in frustration and rework. Now, why is it so easy to deprioritize this, especially if that other leader is someone that you don't immediately bond with? I know I've had many experiences where that has been the case, and some have gone better than others. One reason that we deprioritize it is we may think that we can avoid it. Maybe we just cross our fingers that we never actually have to work with that person, especially if we are at 
different locations, it can kind of be an out-of-sight, out-of-mind situation. Second, another reason we deprioritize building these relationships is that we didn't choose our peers. They were kind of chosen for us by nature of the position that we got into. So it's not like where we applied for a job to get the promotion and in a sense chose our leader or where we hired different people on our team that we got to choose. In this situation, our group of peers are pre-existing, and we don't usually get much say over who they are. Now, the third reason is one we're going to spend a little time on, and that is that we might think our personalities are just too different to get along. However, I want to argue that what presents as a personality conflict often can actually just be a lack of trust due to the fact that we don't see other leaders or their teams as part of our in-group. What do I mean by in-group? The term in-group is from social psychology and was first used way back in 1908 to describe people with who we shared an identity. A lot of research focuses on racial or ethnic in-groups, but really, the identity we share can be as simple as the group responsible for one of our department's goals, or the group that shares the same leader, or the operational customer-facing group as opposed to people in support functions. These in-groups can give us a sense of belonging, and we likely will subconsciously choose which of our in-groups we'll be most loyal to based on how our needs are being met by being part of them. So although technically you may be in the same group as another manager, given that you both share the identity of being managers, you may be more loyal to your team or functional group because you interact with them more frequently or you derive more of your sense of meaning or contribution from your interactions with them. And that's great, but the problems arise with our peers when we see them instead as members of our outgroup. When that happens, we see them sometimes subconsciously as threats to our resources or to our identity. I remember a team from another department that my team would have benefited greatly from working more closely with. We were both analytics teams, but we were in different departments and different office locations. And even though we did the perfunctory get-to-know-each-other meetings and collaborated on some projects, reflecting back on it, I can see that my collaboration with them was hindered by seeing them as an out-group. I subconsciously felt threatened by them, jealous of the headcount that they seemed to get easily while we had to fight for it, and my view of them as an outgroup sometimes even made me mistrust their intentions, thinking that they were more concerned about getting credit from our senior leadership than collaborating with us to get the best possible result for the larger organization. So what do we do when this happens? How do we fight against seeing our peers as members of an outgroup? Well, three of the best ways to lessen the in-group, out-group bias are, first, spending more time together. Proximity can help to lessen misunderstandings, misperceptions, and development of stereotypes. Second, while you're spending that time together, looking for shared values. You may have different personalities, but what values do you have in common? With that other analytics team, if I would have spent more time with them talking about our passion for making work more fulfilling, 
for the humans represented by the data points, it might have lessened my outgroup bias. And third, work on developing trust. As I mentioned, this is one of the collaboration skills that we focus on in one of our Learn by Doing Good team building experiences. In our workshops, we focus on the three elements of the trust triangle, a concept that goes all the way back to Aristotle, but that has been recently highlighted in the book Unleashed by Anne Morris and Francis Fry. Morris and Fry define the vertices of the trust triangle to be authenticity, logic, and empathy. In order for someone to trust you, Morris and Fry talk about the three vertices in this way. For authenticity, they say that the other person must feel like they are experiencing the real you. For logic, they say that the other person must know that you can do what you say you are able to do and know that your reasoning and judgment are sound. And finally, for empathy, they say that the other person must believe that you care about them and their success. Now, the three elements of authenticity, logic, and empathy are critical for any relationship, and we often talk about how you can exhibit them in your relationships with your direct reports. But how does that apply to peer relationships? I'd like to challenge you this week. Take a relationship where you feel like you can't really work together well due to a personality difference and see if it instead might be a trust issue. And some of the tips that I'm going to give here can also apply if you are new and just trying to build your first relationship with a peer. If you can get started off on the right foot thinking about these three elements, you'll be well on your way to an effective working relationship that will reduce frustration and help your teams to work more effectively and efficiently together. So for empathy, think about that person and think, do they trust that you care about what matters to them? Do you even know what matters to them? What might they be subconsciously optimizing for? Even if you don't agree with what they think success looks like and what they are optimizing for, I encourage you to remain curious and go one step deeper. So maybe you have a peer who you think just cares about if she looks good or not. First, I would challenge that assumption, make sure that is actually true. And second, think about why she cares about that. Are there some shared values that you can find? Having that why and that explanation behind it, even if you don't agree with it, may make it a little bit more palatable for you. And then, once you know what really matters to her, how can you show that you value that and use that to help you achieve your goals? Second, for logic, does that leader have confidence that you can deliver on what they need? First of all, you, of course, need to know what they need from this experience, from this relationship, from this project work. And then you can work in examples of how you are able to deliver on what they need. Maybe you can talk about projects that you've delivered on similar needs in the past. Or maybe you can show them by one small piece of work that you are able to deliver on the bigger need. And finally, authenticity. Do they trust that you are being honest? Do you act the same way with them as you do with others? Or is that anticipated personality conflict we were talking about causing you to mask parts of yourself? Now, it might be a safety issue or a toxic workplace issue, 
where you actually need to mask parts of yourself. But I do want to challenge you to think about would resolving some of the issues with empathy and logic allow you to be more authentic with this person? Creating a strong network or web of relationships between leaders of different teams is critical for the sustained well-being and success of any organization. Siloed in-groups, even if they're comfortable and fun in the short term, will eventually lead to stagnation and conflict. But I encourage you to take one step further and think a bit about how you might employ some of these practices to reduce the in-group, out-group bias in your life outside of work, especially in our current times, when we're prone to assume the worst about and even dehumanize those who think or look differently than us, and when our world is plagued by the resulting violence of this dehumanization. Learning to get beyond our in-group, out-group bias with our peers at work is a small but worthy start. Have a great week, and until next time, lead with this quote by Aristotle in mind. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit.